street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. Please follow me on Twitter at MagnaBosco or on Facebook and YouTube at MagnaBosco210. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Good morning. How's it going? Good. You want to do a short little interview before you do your uh, run? It's a good question. Um, I've got a hobby where I chat with strangers for five minutes and I time it just to respect your time. About any topic you want to discuss, and it's typically about something that you it's really not some study with some ulterior motive, right? Everything is, yeah. but um, when it comes down to it. I'm interested in what people think is true, huh. and then I ask Socratic questions to examine how you can be so sure that it is. Yeah, that sounds fun. You want to do it? Just short, and I'll time yeah, it for five. I study economics, so I like behavioral economics. So. Ooh, dude, I think I think we'll find some interest here. <laughs> Would you be willing to let me record it? Always listen to uh, the Hidden Brain and things like that. What is that one? Hidden, Hidden Brain? Brain? Yeah. Uh, Shanker, it's on NPR. Oh. Uh, uh, I can't remember some professor from the University of Chicago. Uh, he has a podcast called The Hidden Brain. It's all about behavioral economics. Very cool. Yeah. Well, there there is usually some overlap in um, critical thinking and motivational interviewing and that type of stuff. But the way that this goes is, and are you okay if I record the conversation? Yeah, sure. Okay. Thank you. Okay. I should introduce myself first. I'm Anthony. Anthony, I'm Danny. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Okay. <clears throat> it's interesting that you mentioned economics because these conversations are kind of like, you remember back in school when you would do a really long math problem and you'd get to an answer and then the teacher would say, now go back and double check your work. Yeah. It's kind of like that where I want to examine a conclusion that you've arrived at, a belief that you think is true, and then I'm going to ask Socratic questions, friendly, non-confrontational. Kind of like if, if, you know, we go through the the process and then test it see if it's true essentially yeah oh. like did you miss a step yeah exactly. was there an error here yeah, like because then maybe the result that you have in your brain of what okay. you think is true might be some off. miscalculation right so these talks can be about anything yeah. but the fun ones are the ones where it's a belief that informs you or influences you on a daily basis like supernatural stuff can be fun do you think a God exists? Do you believe in karma? Do you think magic's a thing? Have you ever seen a ghost? That type of, yeah. that type of stuff. Mm. Yeah, that is interesting. I, I don't believe in ghosts. I've never seen ghosts. Um, yeah, this is all philosophical stuff. Huh? Kind of. So what do, you, what do you think is really true that you would say impacts who Danny is on a daily basis? Um... Well, I'm, I try to be a, a logical thinker. I try to think rationally. So, uh -huh. you know, a lot of my, a lot of the decisions I make, I try to base on data. Uh -huh. uh, like I said, I, I study economics, and so I'm an analyst. So a lot of the stuff I do, I try to base on data. Okay. Do you just restrict that to your work life, or do you actually find that you, that it impacts no, I, your I daily I, stuff? Your daily. I think I try to have that impact my. Um, personal life as well um, you know I try and I know all the, the faults and fallacies about like um, you know anecdotal data 
Uh-huh. You know, like, oh, I did this one time, and so it must be true all the other times, things like that. You would not believe how many people I run into here that say, I prayed to a God, and the thing that I prayed for came true two years later. And they draw that correlation between yeah, exactly. the two. And I find, I find it so interesting. Yeah, I love this subject. It's a fascinating subject. You would probably like my YouTube channel. Yeah, because um, yeah, I've had lots of conversations here and also on, on uh, some of the universities here in town with people. And what we find is that the conclusion that people arrive at, mm -hmm. when they do go back and check the work, like, yeah, like, it's like, ooh, something's off there. Or why did I ever plug in that value? And then you have the, um, uh, what is it? You have the, you have this process where you show them, like, okay, this is your, this is your outcome. Mm -hmm. And like, you see, you made a mistake here. Do you think you should change the process, or do you think you should go back and review? Like, no, I don't think so. That's the, that's an interesting thing. I can't remember what that's called, but. Well, I don't know what that's called, but um, what I found is that me telling somebody that's where you screwed up mm -hmm. is not as effective as letting them discover it on their own. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And that's what this is. That's what I'm doing is I'm asking. It's called street epistemology. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's called street epistemology. Street epistemology. So it's basically like taking the Socratic method onto the street and asking people, how did you arrive at your God belief? How did you arrive to think karma is real? Um, I don't usually run into a lot of logical thinkers and rational people in the society. Yeah. Most people do tend to hold a lot of beliefs that they formed from pretty irrational conclusions earlier on. Yeah, I mean, I like to think that I'm um, a logical person. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm smart or I'm intelligent. Um, I don't consider myself, you know, a super smart person, but. Um, I like to think I learned from my mistakes, so. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Whereas most people, uh, you know, a lot of people I know just uh, go off of like emotional decisions, things like that. So. Yeah, a lot of a lot of it's personal experience, or I was yeah. raised with it. Mm -hmm. Not usually. Um, what they usually discover by the end of even a short talk is that they don't have good reasons to hold the beliefs that they think are really true. Oh yeah, yeah, especially and, when it comes to religion. And watch, watching that discovery happen on camera is like the coolest thing to especially see. Especially when uh, you're, you talk about religion, you confront it with the, you know, the idea. So you have the, the God theory, right? The idea that we have this higher power, mm -hmm. et cetera, that made us a creator and things like that. Yeah. Well, that idea is just as crazy as, say, the Big Bang. You know, they're both crazy. Both Define crazy. Well, unlikely. Um, yeah, you know, they're both or, they're both fantastical, outrageous ideas. Okay, you know? okay. It's just. Uh, but are you open to either proposition? Yeah, yeah. I am. Good. Okay. I mean, you know, it's, me too. Um, we're creatures of habit, right? So I, I've been brought up in a religious family. I've been brought up with religion, but um, you know, have I, I pray to a God? Do I ever get an answer? No. Um, is that crazy? Does, okay, here's my question to you then. <laughs> is praying to a God and not hearing an answer confirmation that it doesn't exist? No, but it's more of a cathartic experience for me, you know? Um, it's the same thing as therapy, I guess. When you do pray. Yeah. Do you, you pray? You do pray? Um, or not so much anymore, or what? Yeah, every once in a while. I, you know, not interesting. Often, but, it, it, but, but Okay, like that's said, so interesting. Like I said, you know, we're creatures of habit, so... You know, I've... I've I've been brought up in, uh, you know, reading the Bible and all this stuff, and 
the things that you read in there are, um, it's like you have, okay, you have to believe in God, if not, you're going to hell, you know, so you've been brought up with the idea that hell is this real place that, you know, uh, you can go to after you die, um, so that's frightening, so you kind of do it at, out of, uh, out of fear, and then, you know, as you get older, it's, um, it's like that, so, as you get older, you know, you're, that fear is instilled in me so I do it kind of out of habit but also out of fear so almost the same thing like um, you know when you're a kid you have your parents tell you like don't touch that because it's bad something's gonna happen to you you know and you go and you touch it and you see well it doesn't really hurt me right now but it could in the future you know and, and that mm. one time that it does hurt you mm. whatever it might be you think oh man my dad and my parents were right yeah you know? You're very intriguing to me because it sounds like you're saying I'm a very rational person. Mm -hmm. And if if we were to rewind this five minutes ago, I'd probably yeah. say you're probably a non-believer. But then you say that you pray. But it sounds like you get it's a cathartic experience. It it, it relaxes you or something. You get mm -hmm. some sort of benefit, physical benefit from it or emotional benefit from yeah, it. Yeah, like I said. It's but do you are you doing it because it's fear-based or because you actually think it's true? No, it's kind of like it's kind of like gambling, you know. Um, there's a risk and reward. I don't know if it works, but I'm hoping it will. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow, this is really cool. Right. Yeah. I'm, I mean. Let me ask you this. Interesting subject. Can we can we focus strictly on prayer? Yeah. Why do you pray specifically? What do you get out of it? the hope that something will happen um yeah and you know you make a good point now because it's like i see that i pray and sometimes the things that you want um happen but most often they don't and it's hard to tell when they do because it could be coincidental um but but at the same time it's like um throwing pennies in a wishing well right it's like it's really nothing to pray. All I do is put my hands together and say a silent prayer or whatever. It's not like I have to go climb a mountain and go pray to a God. So there's no real, um, it's easy to do, you know? It's not, it's not, um. There's no skin in the game. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Kind of like that? Yeah. It'd be a lot different. I don't want to put words in your mouth, so no, no, that. No, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I was trying to, trying to say. Um, it's not like. I have to sacrifice something. I, all I do is pray, and I hope I get it. And if I do, I do. And if I don't, well, I'll keep praying again, right? Could you go the whole rest of your life? I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. But I, I don't rest everything on that one prayer, you know? What do you mean? What happens? Well, it's not like I, I say, it's not like, like in college, like I don't pray like, oh, please let me get an A on this test. I don't just, I don't say, okay, I did the prayer. Now I don't have to study, you know. I, I study a lot, and then um, I also end it with a prayer or something, you know. But I I don't want to I don't want to come across as like uh, I'm like I'm praying all the time or something. Yeah. I don't do it that often. Okay, so that's a good example. Like you have a test you realize at some level that maybe praying alone isn't going to be good enough. You decide to study, but then just for added measure, you'll throw in a prayer yeah. just in case that might help you do better on the test. Yeah, maybe. 
maybe uh, some outside, you know, some outside force help me. I don't know. <laughs> Have you ever done well on a test where you studied for it and then you, you added in a prayer, a dash of prayer? But what I'm getting at is, have you ever have, I ever have you ever done well on a test and then looked back and said, was that my studying or the extra little dash of prayer that I tossed in that made me do well on this thing? Um, yes, but it, it yes, but it wasn't because it wasn't because of, of me. So it was like it wasn't because of something I did, or it wasn't something like I took the test and all of a sudden you know I knew the knowledge oh man I remember it was like I went to go take the test and the test was so easy I was like thank you God you know what I mean okay so it was like it's like for example like say I'm gonna take a driving test I read all this stuff you know they tell you you're gonna take a test for driving test there's gonna be a driving part I mean a written part and then there's gonna be the driving portion right okay. mm -hmm. so I study and I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if I have this, so I'm going to pray to God, please God, let me pass this test because I really want to get my driver's license. And then I go to go take the test, and I take the written test, and I'm like, oh man, I feel good about it. But I'm really not strong on the driving part. I don't think I'm going to do well. And I go to go take the driving part, and they say, oh, you know what? We don't have a vehicle for today, so we're just going to go ahead and we're going to scratch the driving part. You did good on the, on the written part, so... You're good. We'll give you a driver's license. You know, I kind of lucked out. So, situations like that. Okay. Where I think, like, yes, God did something in the vehicle. You know? Okay. You tell yourself this, mm -hmm. but do you actually believe that it's true? Um, I don't know. I guess I want to. You want to believe it's true? Mm hmm. I mean, you also, you have the opposite side of that, right? You have all the, the bad stuff that happens in life. And, um, so, I mean, that's a good thing, you know, a good outcome. So you have a bad outcome. You know, you're praying to God because uh, someone, you know, is sick or something bad happens to you, you know, and prayer doesn't come through. What do you say? You know, stuff like that has happened too. You know? This might be my last question because I'm, yeah. I'm going to get you back on the trail. How do you tell the difference between a prayer literally being answered by a God and it just being coincidental and you lucked out? <clears throat> I guess it depends if uh, I prayed before, you know? But even if you prayed before and this event happens, like the car is not available oh. for you to do the test, how can you look back at that event and determine whether it was coincidental or it was the prayer being answered? Uh, you know, honestly, you, you can't. And uh, I, you know, it's not like a, um, I'm keeping track of this data anyway, so. It's not, I tend to, to, I mean, I try not to thrive in the past, so if something happens, I move on, so it, you know, if something like that were to happen, it's not like I'm going to remember, like, oh, I remember that one time God came through for me, 
Does the rational side of you, when you're working with economics and numbers, do you ever look at historical trends? All the time, yeah. Why wouldn't you do the same thing with these experiences and determine whether or not the prayer worked yeah, or whether it was coincidental? Uh, well, it's not like, like I said, I don't have um, hard data. You know, I don't, it's not like I'm tracking this stuff. So every time a prayer comes through, I don't, you know, put a check mark in the God column, and you know, I don't keep track of it. So, you know, one last question. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you can't tell the difference between just looking out and it just happening, or a prayer being answered by a god, mm -hmm. why believe it at all? Um, well, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, like I said before, there's really I really don't have any skin in the game, <clears throat> so it's it's too easy for me just to go and say a silent prayer. Um, if I had to do, like back in the day, where I had to sacrifice a lamb on top of Mount Zion, probably wouldn't be praying that much. But, yeah, the idea just to, you know, you can put your hands together, say a silent prayer, it's easy. Well, thank you so very much. Yeah. I really appreciate your time. And I've got a card here with my email on it. If you want to meet again and talk further, or if you just want to, whatever, <laughs> you can reach out and contact me if you want. Okay. Thank you so very much for your time. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, that's really enjoyable. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Street epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.